What's up and welcome to AMA Advertising episode number three. I am your host, Nathan Savage, and today I feel like we got a lot of great questions ranging from pretty much how to track your advertising campaigns all the way down to Instagram advertising, which is something that I'm actually really excited to get into, especially with something blowing up. Now, before we want to start everything off, I want to start off this main episode with one uh, kind of pertinent piece of information. And piece of information comes from a quote from Gary Vaynerchuk in which he had an interview with somebody and he was essentially saying, you need to jump into Facebook advertising now before it's too late. The reason why he said that, he's managing uh, multi-billion dollar companies right now. And the how this applies to you, for anybody that's making less than 50 million, this is very, 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 very important. He's saying in the next two years, Facebook advertising will pretty much only be for multi, multi, multi million dollar companies upwards of the billion dollar companies. By that time, that's when the majority of their large budgets are going to be moved into those online platforms and the cost per thousand impressions, the overall cost is going to be so far out of reach for everybody. It's just not going to be possible anymore for everybody to use. So it's critical right now. Take all the information I'm saying and utilize it immediately like immediately it's the most important thing you could do this week so let's hop into the questions so question number one we got is how should i track my advertising campaigns now this is actually a great question i think it's probably one of the most important questions because if you have a budget of pretty much five to ten thousand plus a month you're gonna probably have a lot of things going on depending on the amount of campaigns you have too so if you're in facebook odds are you'll have several campaigns Uh, A lot of different ad sets, a lot of different audiences you'll be testing, a lot of different messaging, a lot of things along those lines. So here, I want to go ahead and show you a couple ways I would suggest. So the first thing I would say to track your advertising campaigns is number one, have what's called a direct response marketing report. So it's pretty much going to be a report that you perform on a daily basis that's going to show your your daily spend, your daily clicks, um, your daily leads, calls, and the amount of sales you make from that day. Um, sounds very rudimentary, but it's some you want one specifically for Facebook. If you're running Google ads, whether that be AdWords or YouTube search, you want to have one for that, one for Instagram, um, and it's separate ones for every campaign, essentially. You need to break each level down to where you can break it down. So, for example, you don't want one just for Facebook every day, right? So, you might have one campaign for um, people that have never heard about you. You might have one campaign for warm audiences. You might want have one campaign for retargeting a specific offer. You might have a campaign retargeting people who are in a sales process. So you need to have a different campaign to track each each of those individually, not at a, a whole level, right? So that's first thing, create a direct response marketing report. And I'll probably end up creating one of these at a later level and uh, sharing the link with everybody. So The next best thing is I want you to create a paid media report. So what this is, it's a daily report you need to be filling out of every single change that you're making within your advertising accounts. This is extremely important. We're talking about a change that you make to spend, a change that you make to targeting, any tweaks you make to copy, any changes in your URLs, any changes in your sales process. Every single change that will take place from somebody not knowing you, from going to a stranger to a paying client, there needs to be any any changes need to be recorded, essentially. The idea of this is that we could, number one, track trends. So if we start noticing that if you're scaling fast, that that causes your cost per acquisition of a client to raise, 
then okay, you know that you need to lower your spending amount or you need to scale a little bit slower. The goal is to be able to uh, track trends over time. And if something gets broken and your sales die out of nowhere, it gives you the ability to go back and look at what happened. Without this report, pretty much you'd be dead in the water. The next couple things I think everybody should have set up is Google Analytics and Tag Manager. It's just a great way for you to make sure and double check what, what each platform is saying. So Facebook's gonna report a certain amount of statistics, Google Analytics gives you ability and Tag Manager give you ability to kind of double check those. So, and I'd also highly suggest creating offline reports that you could run against Facebook, Facebook, uh, Facebook Analytics, for lack of other words, so you can see the accuracy of those. So, that's what I would do to track my advertising campaigns. As you can tell, a lot of my job is in the data anal, uh, data analyst side. So. That's why I have a little bit more experience than anybody else you're going to really be speaking to. That's why I think it's extremely important to keep track of these things religiously. Um, so let's move on to the next question. So question number two, what's the difference between marketing and advertising? This is actually a really great question. And I think it's really important that you understand this difference because pretty much marketing, the way I like to understand it, marketing is free and advertising is paid. So let's dive a little bit in. So Marketing is a little bit more of something you do kind of like from a content a content marketing perspective or it's an email marketing series, right? So if you think about advertising, it's paid dollars. Marketing is going to be unpaid dollars. So if you think about social media marketing, for the most part, that's going to be managing someone's Facebook page. It's not going to be actually running Facebook ads, right? So there's a difference between posting on a Facebook page and then actually advertising. So on one end, you're talking to people who you already have. On the other end, you're reaching out to strangers to kind of build relationships. That's the best way to think about it. So I'd say that's the big difference between the two. So uh, someone said, what is the future of advertising for the next question? And I think the future of advertising, this is, I think it's just going to get down a little bit more to specificity. So we're going to see advertising moving, I believe, a lot more towards podcast models and not, I mean, they're being used a lot right now. I don't think they're being used heavily. Um, I'm not, I, I don't have a big predictions just yet. I think things are going to get a lot more targeted, which is a good thing. I think this is actually really ironic. People are complaining about, you know, Cambridge Analytica and all of these other things when they just don't understand what's actually going on. Um, people will complain about their privacy and things like that. I think they're eventually will be some kind of um, break where the, the general public will understand that they're not being completely taken advantage of, right? Like the goal of all of these platforms is to be able to deliver ads that will actually people will like versus just wasting 30 seconds of your life on a TV ad that no one wants to see, right? So it's, it's better off, for example, for a pharmaceutical company that's trying to help people that have, um, we'll say epilepsy because I have epilepsy be great if they could target people specifically with epilepsy. Now, it could be taken advantage of, of course, but the goal of that, I think, is it'll probably get much more expensive over time, but it'll also get a lot more specific So in, with the targeting. So that'll give you the ability to spend a little bit more, but you'll probably close a lot more on the back end. So we'll move on to question number four, and that is, what is native advertising? You're going to hear this quite often from a variety of people, and sometimes it gets pretty confusing confusing. So the way I like to think of native advertising, it's something that blends in with the surrounding essentially. So I think a great example of this is also Facebook, the scrolling ad. So as they're scrolling through the newsfeed, you see an ad and it looks like it's part of your newsfeed for the most part. Another good example is Quora. Uh, on Quora, 
as you scroll through, you will see ads that you would have never known are actual ads. So one thing I did is I did look up the actual description for this, the, the technical term. So native advertising is used to paid ads that, may, that match the look, feel, and function of the paid media format, which they appear. Native ads are often found in social media feeds or as recommended content on a web page. Unlike display ads or banner ads, native ads don't really look like ads. They look like part of the editorial flow of the page. This is what makes them so so great. The key to native advertising is to make it look non-disruptive. It exposes the reader to advertising content without sticking it out like a sore thumb. So the goal is you want to attract their attention, but you don't want to do it in a in a dramatic and dumb way. You don't want to use like if your way to separate yourself is screaming or showing bright colors or using bold headlines, that's not, you're not going to be successful. The way to make yourself reach and kind of be caught by everybody is understanding who you're talking to. And this goes back to episodes one and two, where I'm emphasizing the importance of messaging. It's going to be an ongoing trend you're going to hear me talk about. The importance of messaging on an ongoing basis is literally everything in your advertising campaigns. Because if you don't know who you're talking to, you are dead in the water. You will not be successful and you're done. So we'll go ahead and move on to question number five. Why does mobile advertising work better than desktop, adver desktop advertising? Uh, I don't believe it necessarily works better. Um, I actually firmly don't believe. I use a desktop more than mobile. I'd say I go back and forth relatively easily. I mean, there's people that have a lot more success with mobile advertising than desktop, but I think it's important to track everything to the actual sale. So there's people that might get more clicks on mobile, but they'll get less conversions. And there's a lot of different factors to, and variables to, to take into consideration here. The different uh, variables we have to take into consideration, something on desktop might look a lot better than it does on mobile. Especially if you have long forms or somewhat of a a little bit longer process for someone to become an actual lead, whether that be a long form or anything along those lines. That's what generally will kind of stand in the way. So I think it's important not just to look at the cost per click, but look at how much does it cost per lead and try to track it all the way to the sale. You know, do you think that most of your sales come from individuals who convert to a lead on mobile or do they convert on desktop? And that I'm pretty sure you'll be able to look at trends between age demographics too, that'll be able to give you a little bit more insights into that. And probably in terms of regions too, in regions to a little bit more metropolitan type, I'm sure mobile will convert a little bit better. But then again, you will also have a lot of people working on desktops at work. So play around with it. There, I don't think one is inherently better than the next, but mobile will obviously probably get more eyes, but I'm not sure, I'm not guaranteeing that it's gonna convert better majority of the time. So let's move on to question number six. So what is the secret trick in advertising that always works for you? Uh, so I think the secret tri trick is not going to be something to make all of your campaigns significantly cheaper or anything along those lines. I'd say it's using source codes in your URLs so you can see where the cells are coming from. So uh, this is something you'll be able to use a lot for Google Analytics and pretty much you'll type in, let's say, um, uh, my local supplement shot.com slash, um, lead. And let's say you have some kind of lead on that page for a discount or something. And then you pretty much put in this special kind of uh, code afterwards. 
that it pretty much tells like they'll click on it and when it goes to Google Analytics, it'll tell them, hey, this person came from this source code. It's a special way. It's kind of a unique thing. This might be a little bit above your threshold. Uh, I'm, I'll probably have to make a video for it. If you're interested in learning what this is, just feel free to send me an email at nathansavage.gmail.com. I'll probably make a video about it and post it on YouTube. Um, that That's probably the biggest trick you could use. Uh, we'll just go ahead and move on to the next question. What is the purpose of advertising again these are all going to be very simple questions so I, before we continue i want to kind of share one of my philosophies real fast so before i got into advertising i was working deeply in strength and conditioning and i noticed that some of the greatest coaches in the world they weren't necessarily like, what made a great coach wasn't their ability to work with high level athletes what made a great coach is the ability to take someone who's completely untrained who hasn't worked out a day of their life or working with young kids. It was the people who could take something from scratch and build something like very good versus someone who could take someone who's at the top 1% and make them better. Right? So what I'm getting at here is it's the ability to, to create very, very simple things. So the purpose of advertising is to turn strangers into clients. So what I was trying to draw from my past experience is, all the greatest things you're going to learn in advertising, and I'm, I, I'm going to make everything extremely simple. If you could make something that's complex super simple, that it, it takes more work. I think it was Einstein or somebody else that made a, that made a uh, quote, and it said, you don't truly understand something until you can explain it to a fourth grader, something along those lines. Pretty much what it means is you have to be able to break something down very simply to explain it to a variety of masses. Now, I can get into the more technical talks. And I think I'm going to be having a show once a week where I'll go a little bit more into depth, whether that be into sales, marketing tactics, or advertising tactics, or data analysis tactics. But that'll only be once a week, and that'll probably be a 45 to hour and a half long episode. But for the rest of these, I want them very simple, straight to the point, and practical things you could take and implement. And I don't see why after each episode, you can't implement them and save or make an additional $1,500 within the next seven days using them. So We'll dive back in. So what is the purpose of advertising? It's just to turn strangers into paying customers or clients. That is the main goal. It's to build a community as well. So let's move on. Next question It's what is the average click through rate on Facebook ads? So there's a couple ways to look at this. So a click through rate is pretty much how many people clicked on your ad to read more or how many people clicked your ad to go to a separate page. So I think a 4% click rate on your ad to continue reading is great. That's a pretty solid one. In terms of click-through rate uh, on the link click, that's what I deem extremely valuable. It should be around one to 1.5%. If it's below that, you really need to work on your messaging. Uh, more than likely, all of your relevancy ads are gonna show that uh, you're converting and your messaging is gonna be below average and you're not gonna be doing great. So it's gonna be really important. That's a great way to tell if your messaging and your audience are really well aligned and if your offer is well aligned that click through rate will kind of cut through the bullshit and tell you if you're doing a good job or not so next question is is facebook marketing suitable for businesses i mean this is an obvious question yes uh it might be a little bit different there are certain circumstances where it's not perfectly ideal for example if you work as a medical a medical a device a medical device salesman at a distributorship probably won't be super helpful mainly because you're doing everything like actually in person to person. Um, so this, it wouldn't be most practical in that standpoint, but for the majority of other situations, 
Facebook marketing can change your business forever. Now, we're gonna be jumping into a lot of Instagram related questions for these next three. And I have a unique amount of little insights actually over the past uh, probably 10 days I've spent just over 5K in ads ranging from cold traffic ads to actually building a much larger audience. Now, pretty cool is I've picked up about 400 followers uh, for a client in the past 10 days. It's been through a variety of tactics, but let's get into these questions. I can bring up a few of those here later. So how did you improve your Facebook marketing performance? Um, this actually ties into kind of the very last question. So this one is how do you improve your Instagram marketing performance? The first thing I would say is make sure your Instagram ad was made for Instagram. It can't be the same as Facebook. So Facebook ads can be a lot longer than Instagram ads. Instagram ads will be a lot shorter. Uh, the first thing, I, the first mistake I think most people make is they put those little space markers kind of between lines. Um, if you don't know now, with Instagram ads and even Instagram posts, you could just make sure to, you could just enter and you'll you'll space lines now. You don't have to have something in between lines to, to be able to space out. But one thing I do is, I would make sure that I'm creating a square image. I'm not doing a rectangle image or I make sure I'm doing a square video. So it takes up the entire feed and it's a little bit, it gives you a little bit more uh, real estate on the, on the actual page or your, yeah, on your, on your phone to gather their attention and it sticks in a little bit more. Those rectangle photos, they, for the most part, most people could tell they're, they stand out more and I don't think it's in a good way. They're not too native to the actual platform. I would keep all my images I'm using and I keep them square. Now, the last thing I would want to do is every Instagram campaign you need to watch, it needs to be created separately. Do not create a campaign that runs on both Facebook and Instagram. It needs to be completely separate, especially if you're doing cold traffic stuff. So if you're actually targeting strangers to try to turn them into leads or clients, you need to make sure you have a completely separate campaign for that because it needs to, the ads and the audiences are going to be varying because the audiences, there's not, there's not going to be as much of an overlay from Facebook as there is to Instagram. You'll have to make some tweaks there. Um, next question is, is Instagram marketing overhyped? I actually don't understand this. The reason why I don't think so is people are doing a ton of organic Instagram content. So in terms of marketing, they're posting a lot of things, they're doing things along those lines, but not a lot of people are actually running Instagram ads. So I don't believe it's overhyped. Actually, I think it's underhyped extremely. I think if you could learn right now how to start running Instagram ads and story ads and things along those lines, you could crush it. I think there's really a lot of room there. And I will say the, the cost per thousand impressions, I'm noticing right now for a lot of campaigns, I'm seeing on Facebook it ranging from 30 all the way up to $40 for a thousand impressions. Uh, on Instagram, we've been getting between 19 to 24, which is a big drop. Now, the conversions are a little bit more expensive, but the cost per clicks are a little bit cheaper. So you just need to make sure that your ads work well with that with that audience and in that specific setting. So moving on to the last question is, what is the biggest mistake people make within Instagram marketing? And again, I think the biggest mistake comes from just a structure level when they set everything up. And that mistake being not creating the campaign as a separate campaign versus a Facebook campaign, right? I think that's the biggest mistake in making sure that your, your images are set up correctly. And lastly, making sure that the actual copy, the, the actual text is, 
is native to that platform. You need to make sure it fits in well with what you would actually see in Instagram. It needs to be separate than Facebook. It doesn't need to be long paragraphs. Everything needs to be spaced out to where it looks very clean. Um, that wraps up all the questions for today. I hope that gives you some answers. If you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to me at nathansavage.gmail.com. And if you want some more information regarding Instagram or the source code trick I talked above, let me know and I'd love to make more content on that. All right, guys, I will see you later and have a good one.